Here we are again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we are again. Here we are again. We were just worshiping the Lord, and I got so um, ah, moved by, by the glory of the Lord as to who the Lord is, and that truly this is a season of a great shakeup. Truly, it's a season of a mighty awakening. It's truly a season of where the glory of the Lord shall be unveiled within the sons of God. And um, during the, the praising of the Lord, I, I, I had a sense to go to Daniel, so it's, I'm a bit off from what the Lord laid in my heart for for today, but we'll get to that as well. But at this moment, I'll just go to what he impressed on me. And it in the book of Daniel, Darius honoring God, the ungodly king honoring God because God rescued his children. The ungodly king honoring God because God had just rescued Daniel out of the lion's den. And whenever there's a rescue of the seed of the righteous, there is a glory that would break out even from the ungodly. There is such a movement of God right now that's going on, a mighty rescue, a mighty deliverance from all wickedness where the body of Christ is concerned, and it will bring glory to God. And so here we have Darius, but I just want to, before I get to read chapter 6. Um, the Lord woke me up November the 20th, November 20th, 2020. And uh, at wake up, he smiled at me and he said, don't you know that my Daniel always comes out of the lion's den unharmed? Don't you know, he said to me, that my Daniel always comes out of the lion's den unharmed. And in that moment, there was such an exuberance. That's right. The Daniels of God, those that stand for God, always come out unharmed. And then I could see a qualification. You have to be a Daniel. You got to be a Daniel in this hour. There is a standing up that the body of Christ is is to do in this hour. We have to be the Daniels. We have to stand up for the Lord Jesus Christ. And so here we go to Daniel chapter 6, 24. And the king, that's King Darius. Well, before that, uh, oh, praise the Lord. Here, you know, the story is that um, if we go to 18. So uh, Daniel was persecuted and put in the lion's den by his accusers that falsely accused him. Oh, actually, they didn't falsely accuse him because he was caught praying. So, um, But they had put a decree to ensnare him in order to bring forth an accusation, which was really the truth. But they set it up. They set it up that when you do the truth, now it becomes you break the law. So they changed the laws of the land to make it unlawful to worship the Lord, make it unlawful to pray to God. So this is what we're dealing with. And... and um, now the king went to his palace, this is Darius, and spent the night fasting. No musicians were brought before him. Why? Because Daniel was just cast into the den lions. It grieved him so much, but yet the law, the law bound him. And also his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. <laughs> he ran to the den of lions. When he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God. What a qualification. Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually? That's what a Daniel is. A Daniel is a servant, a son of the most high God that serves God continually, continually, continually. Not when it seems right, when it feels right, but continually. Said, uh, has God, the living God whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the Lord? Been able. Who is our God? He is well able to do above and beyond what we can ask. What we can think or imagine. Who is our God today? And Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. 
And also, O king, you see, there's a purity of heart. Knowing I've been justified by the blood, I've always found innocent before my God. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. There's a command coming out that we are coming up and out of that grave. Hallelujah. Of all restriction, of all unlawful situation. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no, no injury, no injury, no injury, whatever was, uh, no injury, whatever was found on him because he believed in his God. And so here today, dominion sonship, we believe in our God. And just as God spoke to me based on, on this truth right here, he said to me, don't you know that my Daniel always comes out of the lion's den unharmed? And so the king gave the command and they brought those men who had accused Daniel. All the accusers are going to be lined up. And they cast him in the dens of lions, in the den of lions. Them, their children, their wives, and huh, the lions overpower them because that's what a lion does. Unless you're kept by God, then no lion can overpower you. Because the Christ, the the line of the tribe of Judah has already overpowered all powers and principalities. And in Christ we have dominion. The lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces before they, what? They ever came to the bottom of the den? Don't, don't fuss with the children of God. Then King Darius wrote, this is what King Darius wrote. To all peoples, nations, all and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, man must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, for he is the living God and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed. The kingdom of God is the one that will not be destroyed. And his dominion shall endure to the end. Ha ha. His dominion is eternal forever. Shall endure to the end. He delivers and rescues. He delivers and he rescues. He delivers and he rescued. It is he who delivered Daniel from the lions. And it is he who shut the lions mouth. It is he who, who made the lions snooze off when Daniel was in the den. And be wide awake and super hungry when the accusers were coming down in the den. He delivers and rescues and he works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. And so this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius, in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. He prospered. So this Darius, the one that's the servant of the living God, this, sorry, this Daniel, the one that serves God continually, this Daniel who was not ashamed to bow the knee to the Lord in prayer, this Daniel who stood his ground in the midst of a turning of a legal system to accuse him. This Daniel stood and this Daniel wrote, here we have another moment of Daniel. This is to, with Nebuchadnezzar. This is chapter 2, Daniel, verse 20. Daniel answered, because God reveals secrets, and God revealed the secret of that king, King Nebuchadnezzar. And Daniel writes in, in, in Daniel 2.20, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and he raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness. He knows and it's being exposed. He knows and light dwells with him. I thank you and I praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might. 
and have now made known to me what we ask of you, for you have made known to us the king's demand. This Daniel whom God gave him wisdom, this Daniel who God gave him understanding, this Daniel who honored his God stood in the moment of such intensity and he was thrown in the, in the lion's den and he was rescued by God because God equipped him with wisdom and divine understanding to know the seasons and the times, to not be ignorant of the seasons and the times. Psalm 75. Well, let's do from verse 1. We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks for your wondrous works. For your wondrous works declare that your name is near. When I choose the proper time, this is the Lord speaking, I will judge uprightly. The earth and all its inhabitants are dissolved. I set up its pillars firmly. I said to the boastful, do not deal boastfully. And to the wicked, do not lift up the horn. Do not lift up your horn on high. Do not speak with a stiff neck. For exaltation comes neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the north. But God is the judge. God Almighty is the right. The righteous judge and Paul says on that day when Paul finished his race strong and he did not cave in either that no one stood on his behalf uh, in, in, in Timothy to Timothy he wrote in that last moment when no one stood on his behalf to, to be around him and by him he says Jesus Jesus stood by me and he finished his course Paul finished his course and on that day the righteous judge brought forth a crown of righteousness to Paul because God is the judge and he puts down one and exalts another. <laughs> For he puts down one and exalts another. And that's exactly what Daniel wrote here in chapter 2. In verse 21, he changes the times and the season. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. It is God that has the final say-so. And we now in the body of Christ have the final say-so. So here is my message. How perfectly tied in. My message came last night. <laughs> and it's love has guts. Love has guts. And God said that to me. I tried to paraphrase it like love is brave. Love is courageous. No, his mind was set up. Love has guts. So how perfect we see Daniel. You know, the Lord called him his beloved. Daniel, my beloved. Daniel had a revelation of the love of God. Daniel had a revelation of the love of God and the beloved of God have guts. Do you know who else he called beloved? The father, Jesus, when he was baptized. When he came up out of the water in the book of Matthew, I believe chapter 3, there was a voice that spoke, the Father's voice. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Do you know who else is the beloved? We are the beloved in the body of Christ. That we have not been accepted in the beloved. That we have not been translated out of the kingdom of darkness and now we are partakers of a kingdom of light. Partakers in the kingdom of the Son whom he loves. We are his beloved. We have guts. Love has guts. And then God qualified. Because you see, these statements from God hit our heads and we start thinking of, you know, strong build, uh, natural endurance. We're not talking about that in this hour. Love has guts. You know what God said to me guts is? Love has guts. You know what guts is? Faith. Love. The guts of love is faith. The guts of love is faith. Faith is the strength of God within you to stand in this hour. Faith works by love. And the way love is expressed is solely through faith. The way the love of God is expressed is solely through faith. Because God is spirit. 
God is not expressed through my outer man, though my outer man will be moved by my spirit man into acts of kindness, into a, 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 an encouraging voice. My outer man will be moved by the presence of the, the divine within me that's moving out of compassion towards another. And someone that might not perceive God, they would see a kind act, but really what's motivating the kindness of the act is God himself touching another. That is the work of faith. The work of faith is eternal forever. It is the very Son of God that now walks earth through the body of Christ that is the blessing to another. There is the guts to the walk that I have on earth. That I would not be able to stand if my persuasion based on this word is not strong. If I do not believe what I just read in the book of Daniel and in the Psalms. And normally a lot of my teaching is from the new covenant. right? Just because of who we are now in Christ. It's, I'm a partake of this divine nature that the, the epistles are communicating to me. I'm a, I'm a partake of this divine a kingdom of light that's that we, we, we recognize is part of this new covenant. I'm now in the body of the one that died for me and that there is a completed work by, by, by this new covenant being sealed in the blood of Christ. And so I do move a lot out of here, but this, this, this whole word, the counsel of the word of God is complete for everyone. And so we just went to Daniel and we read the psalm and where God is unchangeable and God is eternal and God is who God is and God is who God is and God is that I am and there's no shadow of turning and there's no shifting as to his mind his mind's made up and his mind is dominion his mind is that he will lift one up as he puts another down his mind is that the one that stands in this hour is being rescued that he will always rescue his Daniel and they'll always be unharmed what confidence we have now to be in the body of Christ and that we have now the very guts of Christ. What did Jesus do? If you look at the life of Jesus, as we have been looking, you know, uh, certain moments from the Gospels, um, uh, moments where the Pharisees, the religious rulers of the time, try to snare him with legalistic questions. Well, what would you say, Jesus? Well, what would you do with this woman that was just caught in the very act of adultery? And in that moment, he did not see sin. He just said, I am the light of the world. That's John 8. And when we read John 8, we always focus on the woman that was caught in the very act of adultery. And right at that moment, after he says, neither do I, do I condemn you, sin no more to that woman. He at, this, at that right moment, he says, I am the light of the world. And how often do we really meditate that? But so often we camp on the woman caught in the act of adultery. What does that mean? That means that a light came to rescue us out of every darkness. And he's saying she's been rescued by light. That light stood and did not condemn her. But where light is, it shines so bright and chases out darkness. That sin could not touch her anymore if she didn't want it to touch her. When you're in the presence of the Lord, you just want him. So love has got. So let's go to... First uh, Corinthians 13. All right, look at the new living one on this one. First Corinthians 13, 7. Love is the greatest. Hmm. Love never gives up. Never loses faith, is always hopeful, endures through every circumstance. And endures through every circumstance. If I look at it in the New King James, love bears all things, believes all things, and that believes is from the verb faith. That's from pistis, faith. Believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never gives up. In verse 8, love never fails. And I looked up that word fails, it's to fall. Love never falls down. Love never comes from its high and most lofty place because God is love. But who fell? Who fell? The one that's not love, Satan fell. He was cast. So who are we going to engage with in this hour? 
the one that stands forever exalted on high, who does not fail ever, or the one that's fallen in the den alliance and being devoured and is a devourer. Who do we stand by now? Well, we have a choice to make, don't we? We stand by the eternal living God who is love and love never fails because love is brave. Love believes all things. Love never gives up. Love hopes all things. Love endures to the very end. Love has guts. And when God started talking to me about love has guts, he said, you don't need guts to win because the win is already assured it's done. The guts that we're talking about is the persevering not to quit. The guts that we're talking about is the never give up. The guts that we're always talking about is never yield to, to doubt and unbelief and renounce the truth of the word of God. The guts that we're talking about is to stand on the side of the one that loves me. The guts that we're talking about is a persevering perseverance based on a persuasion that's unshakable in this hour that I know I know who he is. I know what he has said to me. I know what I have entrusted to him. And he is faithful to the very end. My God is faithful. My God is eternal. And my God never fails. Because God never fails. Let's go to uh, three chapters down from here. In chapter 16, verse 13. And that one I wanted to look up in the Strong's Concordance. I'm excited. <laughs> Just, uh, what am I looking for? 1 Corinthians 16, 13. I want to look at it in the Strong's Concordance. Okay. My reads, New King James, watch, stand fast in the faith, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong, let all that you do be done with love. Let all that you do be done with love. Just put your, you can come with me or you can just put your ribbon there. Um, Galatians, actually, oh, I'll look it up real quick. Galatians 5. We have camped on this for a few messages a few months back. And um, it at one point felt very repetitious and yet we can't enough repeat the truth of the word of God. And so I'm looking for... Galatians 5. So uh, what I just read in 1 Corinthians 16, 13 is watch, stand fast in the faith. We're talking about love has guts. Watch, stand fast in the faith. Be brave, be strong. Let all that you do be done with love. Let all that you do be done with love. We looked in Galatians 5, 6, 4, in Christ Jesus, and now we recognize we are in Christ Jesus. We are in the body of the beloved, the Lord Jesus Christ. We're part of the body of Christ on earth. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor circumcision, and we talked about that nothing on the external validates or avails anything in the kingdom of God, but faith working through love. The word avails we looked at it so many times but i just got to look it up again here uh for those that might be joining us at this moment is iscus it, it's isco isco so again what avails is faith working through love the word avails is the greek word isco and it means i have strength i'm strong i'm full of health and vigor i'm able i prevail so what it's saying is that Unless we're moving from faith, working through love. Unless we have a revelation of the love of God and that we now have the faith of the Son of God inside of us and that the Son always walks out the love of God because God so loved the world that he gave his Son. I know it can be a little bit deep. It's not very deep. Just follow through. Faith works through love. We know Paul told us, that we now have the faith of the Son of God. And we recognize just from some of the verses we read even in John, even last week we talked about the Good Shepherd, and I really believe it's a continuation of the Good Shepherd message. 
And uh, there Jesus said, my father loves me because I lay down my life for the sheep. So Jesus knew that he was loved by the father. When he came out of those waters and baptisms, what did he hear? God loves me. God loves me. In John 17, right before the cross, the prayer that he prays his father, I know that you have loved me. He would not have been able to walk out. He would not have been able to walk out this divine plan of salvation if he did not have a persuasion of the love of God. If he didn't have a persuasion of the love of God and that persuasion of the love of God moved him and that movement that, that, his, that brought forth this persuasion to walk out that which he heard the Father say to do that which he saw the Father do. Now that faith expression of the Son of God lives in me. Lives in me. Paul says no longer I, my outer destiny man that lives, though I can feel things, But really, the life of God is lived out of my inner man, the faith of the Son of God. And he walked earth with a revelation of the love of God. Going back to Galatians, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision, nothing on the outside avails anything but faith working through love. And that word avail, I want to look at the word study. The word what's availing is faith working through love. And then also in the same verse, it's pretty much repeated in, in the next chapter 6, in um, 6.15, that what avails anything is a new creation. A new creation is, is the new birth that we have in Christ. So that word avails is embodied strength that gets into the fray. Embodied strength that gets into the fray. That's gutsy. Engaging the resistance. For the believer, Isco refers to the Lord strengthening them with combative, confrontive. I'm not taking, saying take up the guns. I'm talking about pick up the faith of the Son of God. Leave out that divine reality within you. And that's what makes you fort, right? That's what makes you gutsy. That's what gives you that steel backbone. That gives you a stand that's unshakable. A persuasion of I'm not my own anymore. I'm God's. The faith of the Son of God lives in me and I know I'm loved. I'm now part of his divine kingdom that is the, the kingdom of the Son whom he loves. And because I'm loved by God, I will not fail because love never fails. And so that's why only faith working through love prevails because it's based on love that does not fail. Does not fail. Love does not fail. We just read that. And so it's the strength. So again, back to the word avail. What's availing for the kingdom of God? What's availing is this new creation, man, that we now are in Christ brand new and that we are walking out faith based on the love of God. And so that word is referring to the Lord strengthening them with combative, confrontive force to achieve all he gives faith for. So that which you persuasion within you is in terms of what the word has communicated to you you're well able to do it you're well able to walk it out there is no copping out there's no excuse why you gotta park there's no excuse why you gotta pause there's no excuse why you gotta go back it's a forward march we look up some some verses that we are we are actually part of the army of God and and that we also are called athletes and we're to run the race with perseverance. So we're able to do that, whether he's put the faith in there to do. So here again, it, it is referring to facing necessary resistance that brings what the Lord defines is success. So we don't need carnal definition of what success is. I'll make it through the day. What a successful day. No. <laughs> Made it through the day. Oh, not one persecution today. Oh, yay. No. 
It's what God defines as successful. And look at the life of Jesus. We can look at the life of Paul, and he was marred with persecution. He was marred with standing in a very uncomfortable situation. That You know what? I think they were so fully persuaded by the love of God, it didn't even faze them. The only thing that moved them was the call of God. The only thing, I mean, we know with Jesus, for the joy that was set before, he endured the cross, the shame of that cross. Together with Paul. I'm called to the persecutions, he says to Timothy, but God delivered them, delivered me out of them all. Out of them all. He always lift up his Daniel. He always pick up the Daniel out of the grave. Out of the, oh yeah, it would have been the grave <laughs> out of the lion's den. For the persecutors, it was a grave, an assured death. There you go, back, that's it. Nope. There's no end of story to us. We always come back up. Always come back up. We have resurrection power living inside of us. Who is he that lives inside of us? Who lives inside of us? The, way, the one who went down to the pit of hell and made a mockery, a public spectacle, defeated every foe. Who lives inside of us? And he didn't stay there. He triumphed over them all, and uh, by the power of the Holy Ghost, he was raised up, and with his raising, we were raised up. Where are we now? We're not walking here as mere humans. We are far above powers and principalities and dominion and might. We are the body of Christ. We are the ruling body of God, the ecclesia. We have a say-so. We have a vote to cast for God. Because whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loose in heaven. Cast your vote for God. The guts of God live in you. Christ is in you. The faith of the Son of God is in you. That's your guts. That's your strength. That we are strengthened by faith now to walk and to, I love this, Facing necessary resistance that brings what the Lord defines is success. And so accordingly, faith, which is pistis, and this word isco are directly connected. What is your steel backbone? <laughs> your faith. Therefore, he said, accordingly, faith, which is pistis, and isco, which is this word we just read, avail, to have strength, I'm strong, to prevail, are directly connected. All prevailing power comes from this persuasion that we call faith. The faith is what? The substance. Faith is substance. Faith is substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. And when God said to me, going to Hebrews 11, I think it might be a two-part message, this one. <laughs> That's all right. When God said to me, love has guts. Do you know what he flashed in front of me? Love has guts. The heroes of faith. The heroes of faith. Hebrews chapter 11. Love has guts. Love has the Daniels. Love has the Noahs. Love, love has the, has the, the, um, Abels who by faith offered a better sacrifice. Love has the Abrahams. Love has guts. They knew the love of God. They knew the love of God. And from that persuasion of being loved, it brought forth this divine faith, this explosive power, this dunamis, mighty, working, miraculous power to do great exploits for their God. Love has guts. You want to read what it looks like to have guts for God? Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. So often we've, we've, we've camped here for, oh my dear, so often. And I think my, my highlight one is, is verse 32. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell you of Gideon. 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 Mighty man of valor. 
who didn't believe who he was. He didn't believe who he was. He kept lying, fleeces. God, if you think I'm really strong, tell me once again, God. Okay, if you think I'm really strong, tell me once again. Oh, the patience of God. At some point, it dawned on Gideon. Oh, my dear. God is to be believed. Oh, my dear. Could it be that actually I'm strong? I'm the least. I'm the least of all the families. What do you mean, me strong, Gideon? I'm nothing. I'm nothing. I'm just Gideon. What was Gideon doing? Wasn't he trashing in the wrong place? Wasn't that Gideon? Yeah. In the, in the wine press, threshing wheat. We're supposed to be out in the open, letting the wind of the spirit take the chaff off. No, he's hiding down. He's hiding down in the wine press. I love Barack. Samson, Samson, Samson. Well, were there witnesses in Samson? We knew there were witnesses, but you know what? He said at that moment when he, he by the power of God, when the, 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 the anointing was restored in his life, he by the power, when he brought forth those pillars, that he did a, a, a greater exploit for God than all the others. So what if you swayed away from God? Come back. So what if you tripped up somewhere? Come back. My son Boris did a real recap about the, the, the saving good shepherd. He will leave the 99 go chase you. The best place is stay, stay, stay in the sheep pen, stay, 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 stay in the body of Christ, stay. Hey, look at Gideon. I mean, Samson. Samson, and then we have Jephthah, and also David, and Samuel, the prophet, the prophet Samuel. Not a single word fell to the ground. Everything Samuel decreed by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost came to pass. 100% success rate. Now that's what God calls success. It was by faith. Faith moved him to speak. Faith moved him to decree. What a gutsy man going to King Saul. He says, you've been stripped, King Saul. You've been stripped. The one he anointed as king. Proud was found in his heart. Disobey God. And here comes Samuel again. The one that anointed him. Says, you've been stripped. And he went, what? While Saul was still king, anointed another king. Now that's guts. And we know the persecution that Saul brought forth on, on, on David. David. What about David? David. What about David? Did he trip up? He tripped up. We've all tripped up. We've all tripped up. Get up. Who threw her? Okay, we're going to start again because just too exciting. Got to start again. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David, and Samuel, and the prophets, who what? Through faith, hear the guts, hear the guts, through faith, love has got, through faith, subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained what? Promises, inherited the promise, walked the promise, stopped the mouths of lions, of course, they did, we just read it. God himself wanted to, to read it. It was, not part of my, it was not part of my lineup. Daniel came through the praise and worship moment. Quench the violence of fire. No fear. Faith has no fear because it's based on love and love perfected, matured, grown up, developed love on the love of God flushes out that imperfection and fear drives out fear. It drives out fear. And that's why those lions couldn't chomp, chomp Daniel. There was no fear in him. Let there be no fear in you. Be persuaded God loves you. And move from this persuasion. It's called faith. Move from it. And dominate your circumstance. Dominate your moment. They stop the mouths of lions, quench the violence of fire. There's a violence to fire. It's called fear. 
You can quench that violence through a full persuasion of the love of God. Escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, and women received their dead, raised up to life, raised to life again. And just continues. But you know what's even more profound? What's even more profound that we now in Christ are of a new covenant, a better covenant of a higher rank. Because here in verse 39, the writer of Hebrews says, And all these having obtained a good testimony through faith. Because faith always obtains a good testimony with God. They did not receive the promise. God having provided something better for us to be now part of the body of Christ, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. And I think I said it one time under the expression of the Holy Ghost is they had the promise and we have the reality now. We have the reality of, of being huh, of divine expression of life on earth. We have God within us living now. I think a couple of Sundays ago in one of my messages I said that, that now in Christ it's not an external experience the way you know Gideon would have had and, 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 and even David and Daniel, but it's an internal. The kingdom of God now is within us. And from this movement of the kingdom of God that we are now releasing an advancement of him on earth. That's availing faith working through love, through our new creation. Not how smart I am of my natural man. Not how good I can connect the lines. And not how good I can analyze the moment. But no, it's the training of the Spirit. That by the Spirit, I'm like, like, like um, Daniel. He said, God gives understanding. He gives wisdom. Let's go the work of the Holy Ghost within me. And so it's about a training to hear the voice of God and from the inspiration and the movement of God. Now we are walking out this new creation life on earth and we are doing mighty exploits for God. Mighty exploits for God. I wanted to look at Galatians 6, 9 in the Strongs and I'm going to do that now. No, it was actually, sorry, Galatians 6, 9 as well, but actually let's go Galatians since I, I spoke, but uh, I was going to look at 1 Corinthians 16. That's fine. Uh, let's do Galatians 6, 9. They pretty much tie together. Let us not grow weary. I'm reading from the Strong's here. Let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. If we do not give up, let us not grow weary. That word is to be faint, to be weary. Let us not grow weary. And I love the word study on it. It is actually when it's broken down, it's out from and to. It's out from and to. Let us not grow weary. It's actually inward bad. Let us not grow weary. Properly to be negatively influenced with the outcome of experiencing inner weariness. It is to be negatively influenced. Let us not grow weary. Let us not be negatively influenced from the outcome of experiencing inner weariness. Do you know how we get weary when we depart from the Word of God? We're no longer eating the spiritual food. We're no longer eating by departing from the body of Christ, not fellowshipping with, with light. By, by, by becoming so engaged with the affairs of the world that Timothy, that Paul writes to Timothy that we are now soldiers and that we're not to engage with the affairs of the world. But when we get engaged with the affairs of the world, it brings forth an inner weariness. And Paul in Galatians says, don't be weary. Don't have this. What is it saying? Have a full persuasion. Be strong in faith. Be believing. Be believing. Be believing that which God, that which God has said to you, God is well able to do it. Be believing. Walk out a finished work. I just, I heard a little clip. I heard a little clip. It's just a delightful, a delightful African-American man. Little clip. And uh, he said, uh, I'm not going to tell you it's going to get better. It already is. It already is. I'm not going to tell you it's going to get better. It already is. So don't go get weary. Don't 
get weary. It already is your in Christ. We just read here in Hebrews 39 that they, the, these heroes of faith, the gutsy ones. We have greater guts. We have Jesus in us. The captain of our salvation who went down and came back up. What did we read in John 10 last week? The good shepherd, what? He has the power to lay down his life and to pick up his life. He has the power of life. Living in me, life lives in me. Let's not grow weary in well-doing. For in due time, we will. We will. God says we will. We will reap a harvest if, if we do not give up. If we do not give up. It's not all up to God. If we don't give up. And that's what God said to me. Love has guts. And guts is not for you to win. But love, guts is there for you not to quit. Because if you don't quit, you've already won. It is already good. Does it make sense? Makes sense. He said, guts is not, it, it, it's for not to quit. It's not about winning. You've already won. If we do not give up, and that, I like this one. Um, it's 1590. And it's to lose, 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 lose. Release. To grow weary. It's when we just, just chillax, just relax, just Release to grow weary. I lose, I release as a bow string. You know, when it's, a, you know, the, the bow, the string of a bow, it's taut, it's tight, you just release it, it just kind of like give me some, like let me, you know. In God, we reckon our ultimate dead all the time. There is no wanting to flesh out a little bit. When you sow to your flesh, out of your flesh, you will reap corruption. But when you sow into eternal life, that which we're talking about right here, he is in me and I'm feeding my spirit. Man, out of this spirit life, I'm reaping more life. I'm reaping more guts. I'm reaping greater strength. I'm being strengthened with his might. The word study for that, if we do not give up, to give up, it's, um, it's, it's the same, actually. It's the same word. It's just as a, it's a different verb tense, but it's the same word. It's to lose, to let go, to succumb the, uh, with the outcome of losing inner strength. Hence, to become weary to the point of fainting. So it's the outcome of losing inner strength. Hence, to become weary, exhausted to the point of fainting. So what's the issue in our giving up? We can be real about it. It's just a failure of putting this fire word in us. I want to look at 1 Corinthians and then I'll, I'll go to Hebrews and I think I'll wrap it up. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 was it? Be on the alert. Stand firm. That word stand firm is persevere, stand fast, stationary, stand your ground. Just stand your ground. Just stand your ground. What do you believe? What do you believe? Stand your ground. In the faith. Where do we stand? In our faith. Not in a moral issue so per se. There's nothing wrong with the moral issues. But where I take my stand is in my faith. It is divine persuasion that I'm in Christ. Who am I? I'm a light and I stand in light. I situate myself firmly, securely in this word. That's why I stand fast. And from there, there will be moral rightness. From there, there will be a, a moral cause that I'll stand for. But really, it's always from the grounding of the word. That is my strength. I don't go out of outer uh, exuberance. That seems right. I'm going to defend that cause. You grow weary that way. I love this. Stand firm in the faith. Be men of courage. Be men of courage. Actually, that word says, act like a man. Be brave. 
Act like a man. Be brave. Be strong. I love this. To strengthen. To grow strong. Where he says be strong. That word strong. It is to prevail by God's dominating strength. That is, as his power prevails over opposition and gains mastery. Because it's from the word kratos. Be strong. It's like have dominion. Walk in your dominion. Walk in the might of your salvation. Stand in your faith and walk in the might of your salvation. For the believer, this word, attain mastery, the upper hand, operates by the Lord in working faith. By the Lord in working faith. His persuasion. Pistis. So again, this is all related with my faith. So how does my New King James read it? Watch, stand fast in the faith. Be brave, be strong. But look at the next word, the next verse. Let all that you do be done, what? With love. Why? Because what avails for the kingdom of God is faith working through love. So let this stand in faith, this dominion that you have now in your standing, let it be done in love. Let it be done out of the persuasion of the love of God because what doesn't fail is the love of God you're standing on. Is that what you're standing on? Faith stands on the love of God. There is no faith out of the love of God. Faith only works through the love of God. The new creation man only functions this way. Faith through love. And so watch. Stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Be strong. Let all that you do be done with love. The love of God. Stand fast in the love of God. Actually, you know what? I'll stop here right now because, yeah, this is good. We'll continue next time. Praise God.